Welcome to the party, pals. What's going on? A very good Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. We are coming right down to it. So here we are, December 11th. I've got the last week of the year off, so you know we're coming right down to it. So what that means to you is you need to get up in here. Also, Tommy reminded me this morning about the holiday cards. So we will let you know how you can get us your holiday cards so we can get them on the air. One of my favorite things of the year. All right, lots to get to. Hope you had a good weekend. Let's start off with a telephone number like we do every single day, 1-800-636-8686. Use the number. Hit me up, 1-800-636-8686. Follow me on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E at haveatake.com. So I'm looking in the back. I see Cindy. I don't see Jack Savage. Jack Savage was on the X yesterday. At the Bengals game, hyping them and him. I then tweeted at him. He he said, not dead, can't quit. Not dead, can't quit. Way to rip that off, Jack. Not dead, can't quit. To which I responded, yeah, and if you're a minute late today, you're fired. Hey, what do you know? He's not here, and she is. What happened? We don't know. Is he on assignment? Did I fire him? All I know is the Bengals have karma when he's in the house. Who knows what happened to that guy? In the meantime, I've got Antoine Bethay coming up at 940. Pro Bowl safety, co-host of the Man and Man podcast. He'll help us break down the NFL weekend. That's coming up at 940. Second hour is open, so you should take advantage of that. Top of hour number three, Keith Law joins us to break down the Shohei Otani signing. 700 mil. Pretty good work if you can get it. So we'll get into that too. Lots of NFL notes to get to. So instead of waiting for me, you may or may not know what I'm going to say anyway. Instead of waiting for me, just get up in here and tell me what you think. I will take a lot of time to tell you what I think, but I want to hear from you. What do you think? Get in here. Tommy, standing by. He's going to screen your phone calls. Tell him what you want to talk about. All right, so, finally. Finally, it happened, Cowboy Nation. Your beloved Cowboys finally beat a good team. How about them, Cowboys? Then again, did they really? Did they beat a good team or did they not? Seriously, what do we even call the Eagles right about now? Other than a team that just got their asses lit up on national TV last night again. Who are they? What are they really? We're talking about a team that got the crap kicked out of them two weeks in a row. Yes, the Eagles are still 10-3, and but they had a couple of measuring stick games, barometers, and not only did they not measure up, they didn't even compete. No shame in losing to teams like Frisco and Dallas, but lots of shame in getting blown out the way they were. All of a sudden now, Philly looks broken. Philly looks miserable. Philly looks dysfunctional on both sides of the ball. They're just not trending in the right direction right now. They're trending straight off a cliff. This is not the time of year to have that happen. Again, losing is one thing. Getting absolutely hammered is another. And getting absolutely hammered by the two other legitimate NFC contenders in back-to-back weeks is a terrible look. And a real red flag. Even for a team that was 10-1 two weeks ago. 
I mean, especially for a team that was 10-1 and two weeks ago. So Eagles coach Nick Sirianni can try to sell us on the fact that adversity is a good thing, but it's pretty hard to buy what this guy's selling when getting your butts kicked in back-to-back weeks is what went down. How is that actually a good thing, coach? I know that everybody that's in that locker room has been through in their lives and um, has made it to this point. They've made it to this point because of the they've been through. And so that adversity has made a lot of us in that, in that locker room where we are today. And we got to remember that. We got to internalize that. And we got to, you know, make sure that the adversity that we're facing right now, we, we are, we're able to, uh, to get through and uh, make sure we get better from it. Why do I think they're all sitting around playing rock, paper, scissors? Hey, whatever works for you, coach. I can't believe this guy's pushing the adversity angle and not just reminding that team of the most important principle of Eagles football. Less thinking equals talent takeover. Less thinking equals talent takeover. Because clearly the talent is not taking over right now. So I guess somebody's doing way too much thinking. Where's the camera? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I've ever seen such a miserable or lost 10-3 and team. Meanwhile, things could not be any more different on the Dallas side. I'm not sure I've ever seen the big fella, Big Mike, so giddy and so geeked as he was last night. I mean, was he still high from the anesthesia or whatever the meds they gave this guy after that midweek procedure? I mean, did someone promise him his own private prime rib buffet after that dub? Because this dude looked damn near delirious. I mean, he was ear to ear with it. I've never seen that dude look like that. So was it the drugs? Was it the free prime rib buffet? What was it? Because I've never seen that dude look like that. And he wasn't the only one either. Far from it. I'm not sure I've ever seen Cowboy Honk and Cowboy Owner and Cowboy Quarterback so geeked either. However, I'm not here to hate. I cannot take it away from them. That was an enormous win for the Cowboys. I'm just saying you would have almost thought that they clinched the NFC Championship last night or a full-blown Lombardi last night. Cowboy fan is full on feeling himself and Big Mike's walking around grinning ear to ear and Jarrah is declaring that Dak has become the MVP right in front of our eyes. All of these things. But I do have to admit, Dak is balling out. Dak has had his doubters over the years and for good reason. But right now, he is the Vegas favorite to win MVP for a reason. Granted, that seems to change every single week. But Dak is no longer whack. And Big Mike should get some credit for getting his appendix snatched out midweek and still doing a way better job of game planning and getting his team ready for Philadelphia. He did a way better job than anybody on that Eagles sideline. When was the last time you thought that you would hear something like that about Big Mike? Big Mike had a legit surgery. Micah Parsons had a legit flu. And both of these dudes got the job done anyway. I would say they both passed the so-called sissy challenge this week. This is week. the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Even if Jera still hit Parsons with a, quote, sick my ass in the tunnel after the game. Sick my ass. <laughs>
Sick My Ass. Sick My Ass. Jarrah Hattrick feeling it too. They all were. Of course, Jarrah and Big Mike and Dak and Cowboy Fan are all in the best of moods right about now. They finally have a legitimate win that they can point to. I think. Because finally, they beat somebody good. Sort of. Kind of. I mean, what exactly did they beat? We don't know. I just know they had to have it, and they got it. It's kind of like what happened in KC yesterday. Buffalo finally closed out a big win. Or was it? I mean, any game at this point is a big win for them as they try to stay alive and keep their season alive. But a win over KC now is not worth what a win over KC was earlier in the year or even the last couple of years. And, by the way, they nearly gave it all back again. Only after giving up yet another potential back-breaking, devastating play in the final two minutes. Mafia fan, admit it. Until Kadarius Tony was practically in the defensive backfield when he lined up. What were you thinking? When you saw Kelsey throw that ball over, you had to be thinking, Oh my gosh, not again. Don't get it twisted. O-M-G. Right? Do not get it twisted, Mafia. I'm not trying to take away your dub. I'm not trying to harsh your buzz. Especially not after a very bizarre and very stressful week. Y'all earned that win. And it was a big win. And it did keep your season alive. And no, I am not about to pull a Patrick Mahomes here and say that the refs snatched that game with one of the worst calls ever. Because... I don't think they did, and I don't think it was. Not only was that not the worst call ever, it's not even a bad call. It was clearly the right call. It's just hard to completely ignore that Buffalo did still cough up another crazy play to the Chiefs that could have easily cost them another game in the last two minutes. I mean, Mafia, imagine how you'd be feeling right now if you had to endure that again. And you should have endured that again, and would have. If not for Kadarius Tony, the Bills were a Kadarius Tony offsides from this play being the latest chapter in the Buffalo can never ever finish saga. They send another blitz, selling out. Flag on the play might be a free one. They've got Kelsey at the 30, Kelsey 25, angling back 20. Now he's going to lateral it back at the 15 yard line. It's Tony 10 5 touchdown. Kansas City. They mess around and practice with this all the time. It's going to go with a 49-yard touchdown. Kelsey, the old University of Cincinnati quarterback. Number 19, offense, lined up in the neutral zone. Five-yard penalty. Check it out. Offsides by the offense, lined up in the neutral zone. Who was it on? On Kadarius. Oh, my goodness. Who else would that have been on? What do you mean, who was that on? Who else would that have been on? Hey, Avi, I don't want that record scratch to get lost in all of that. That was nice. Can I have that one more time? Send another blitz. Selling out. Flag on the play. Might be a free one. They've got Kelsey. Actually, I just wanted the the record scratch, but go ahead. Angling back. It's going to go with a 49-yard touchdown. Kelsey, the old University of Cincinnati quarterback. There you go. You want to talk about a record scratch. A seriously incredible play. Too bad it doesn't count.
<laughs> like he's oh, incredulous. Offsides by the offense? Yeah, well, that's not going to count. And by the way, nor should that count. Of course that should not count. Tony was blatantly lined up offsides. Who was it on? And if we're going to constantly murder the ref show for blaming calls or blowing calls, we can't be murdering the ref show when they actually get one right. And look, y'all know I hate the ref show. Pretty much we all hate the ref show. We're all tired of the ref show, and it's never a good thing when the ref show decides a game. But you can't really go crazy on the ref show for getting one right. They got that one right. Even if Patrick Mahomes himself could not wait to go crazy on the ref show, on the field, and then after the game during his presser. For him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And I, I saw the pitcher, and I mean, he probably is, I mean, barely off barely sides, but for him to, to take the game into his hands over a, a call like that that doesn't affect the play at all, at all, didn't affect anything. Um, I mean, it's just tough, man. And like I said, man, that's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play that won't be shown because we threw a flag on for an offensive offsides. And so it takes away from not only this game and this season, but from a legendary career that Travis has had. And, I mean, that hurts me because I know how, how hard he works for it. I mean, Kermit, my man. I love you, dude. That's a bad take. You normally do not hear that guy get that worked up. And he rarely gets caught up in such a bad look. His family, sure, but not him. That's a bad look. He spit out a lot of words right there, but the only ones that mattered were the ones about how the call was probably right. He did cop to that. It's probably right. The thing is, the call wasn't probably right. It absolutely was right. It was obvious As I mentioned, this dude damn near lined up in the defensive backfield on the most important play in the game. The refs did not cost you that game. Tony did because the guy couldn't bother to even locate the ball or the line of scrimmage. Or maybe he just temporarily lost his mind and thought that he played free safety for Buffalo. And that's why he was lined up halfway down the field. The refs are not the reason you've lost four of six, KC. That kind of bleep is. I repeat, the refs are not the reason you've lost four out of six. That kind of bleep is. Yes, it was unfortunate. No, you don't want to see a game end like that. But it was so obvious. It erased an amazing play, sure. But that's what going brain dead at the worst possible time does. It wrecks game-changing, if not season-changing plays. It's not the ref show's job to take Hall of Fame legacy into consideration and look the other way, obviously. And yes, I know, Chiefs fan, you're going to come up in here and say, they owed him a warning. He's supposed to get a warning. Not when you're that far offside, you don't get a warning. Hey, hey, Rome, they never call that. Yes, they do. They do. They've called that double-digit times this year. They are calling it now. They're making actually an emphasis of calling that. So no. And believe me, I would be the first one to tell you that you got jammed by the ref show and the ref show cost you that game, but it didn't. Could Kadarius Tony be any dumber in that situation or any more of a mess? Could the Chiefs' wide receivers be any more of a disaster? Just when you think they couldn't possibly be having a worse season, something even more absurd happens, like lining up offsides for one of the most critical plays of the entire year. 
hey, listen, that play could be the difference between Mahomes having to play a playoff game on the road or not for the first time ever. But can we be real? We all know that this guy snapped. But what was he snapping on? The ref show? Or maybe was it not about the ref show? And it's also about a lot more than just Tony being offsides and going brain dead. I would say that Mahomes has been crazy patient throughout a sloppy mess of a season so far, but this offense has been a dumpster fire around him, and he finally hit his breaking point. And he took it out on the ref show. Chiefs fan, I will tell you the same thing that I told you last week about the non-PI call you're all crying about and whining about. Chiefs fan, since when do you need this much help? Since when do you need the refs to constantly bail you out? Since when did the Mahomes-led Chiefs need to beg and cry and plead for flags every single week? Oh, my goodness. Like I said last week, the Chiefs have way bigger problems than the ref show, and it's never been more obvious than right now. And those problems just bailed out the Bills big time because the Bills are always on the other side of that. So, Mafia, your season is still alive. I'm not going to say that saved their season, but it kept their season alive. Mafia, no names mentioned, Margot. Please do not call up and come up in here crying again today. Let's go to Buffalo. Margot in Buffalo. Margot, what's going on? Hello, and it's a somber hello, Jim. I said last week we were sick of it, right? But why is it always Ghana? And everybody saying, no, it's. Let's go for McDermott. Why is it always the Chiefs? Ghana. That's fine and dandy. Ghana. Because you have waited till after one of the most important games coming up. Refs. I mean, at the beginning of the week. Ghana. Von Miller. Why is it always Ghana? Why is it always the refs? It's crushing for the Bills Mafia. You always want to know how we're feeling. Oh, I can tell, Margo. Pretty bad. The first time I called you, Jim, was in February of 2020, and the Bills had Who lost ever forget that Kansas call? City, and Tom Brady me. won the Super Bowl. And you said to me... Who will ever forget? That must have been like coming, hour Marco. two, second segment, the day, the jungle changed forever. It's not going to come. Why is it always Ghana? Tom McDermott does have a record of 6-0. and She's still going? After the, after the buys, so there's hope. But there is still Mr. hope for the mafia. Dunn Thanks. I, I got it, Alvin. Thank you. He could have waited. And now it can't be undone. <laughs> there is still hope, mafia. And you have Kadarius Tony to thank for that. Maybe send him a holiday card after you get done sending one our way. Yes, clone holiday cards are back with a vengeance. We will have a little more info on that later on, but you can submit a holiday card to Rome at Habitate.com. Rome at Habitate.com. We will air it on the TV simulcast if it's, well, frankly, airable. Tommy will stop by a little bit later on to remind you of the things that are not allowed with the holiday card. In the meantime, if you already know the rules and you can stay in your lane, 
Send it now. Rome at Habitate.com. Rome at Habitate.com. All right, so that's part of what I saw yesterday from the NFL. I've got more NFL takes, which I will get to. I've got a big head bet segment coming up at 1040. Actually, the rare Monday night doubleheader. So we will break that down. 1040. Again, the interview is set up like this. Antoine Bethea, 940. Big head, 1040. Keith Law, 11 o'clock straight up. And yes, of course, I have thoughts on Shohei getting 700 mil. From L.A., of course. So, clones, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky like the best thing ever? Well, it starts with the fact that one of the best families ever is behind it. And they stand by quality. And they produce the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose the right one. The best one. Make sure you choose Old Trapper. You can look right into their wrapper because it's clear of you and see exactly what you're, you're getting. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because they use just the best ingredients. By now, you should know that. They come in four amazing flavors. If you're not sure which flavor to, to get... Make sure you get a four-ounce bag. That way you can get one of each. If you already know, and this is old hat to you, get the 18-ounce bag. If you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, the best there ever was, the best there will ever be. Old Trapper, what's your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. So, how about a little reaction? Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. I mean, you got to be proactive. Don't sit back. Tell me what you think. All right? I want to get it on the air. At Peter G's, first one through. What do we call the Eagles, you ask? They're the Mark in Hollywood of the NFL. They start off strong until the BIC, left, and even V in the fee comes in. War fat security guys getting bumped off their jobs. For sideline flexes. I don't know, dude. That's not really fair. Like, Mark did not go wire to wire, but he did finish second. You're making him out to be some kind of scrub or tomato can or clubber. He's not that. Philadelphia right now does not look like they're in position to make that kind of run. They're not going to win the conference the way they're playing and get beat in the Super Bowl and come in second again. Not the way they're playing right now. I mean, and by the way, this is not one bad game. It's not one bad game for the Eagles. It's two horrible games. And then prior to those two horrible games, they were already living very dangerously. You know, finding a way to get it done, grinding out wins. Cool. Cool when you're 10-1. and But then when you run into the two teams that you're most concerned with and they both blow you out, then I think the question's fair. I mean, who are these guys? What are these guys? Are they what their record says they are? Brian C. and SP writes, Men, I am proud of you. That was a gutsy win. I knew if you had a hunger like Jeffrey Dahmer, you'd prevail. Signed, Sean McDermott. 
post-game speech. I mean, I guess invoking Dahmer might, might be considered an improvement. Maybe. Slightly. There was some dude last week who kept calling, a Chiefs fan, who kept trying to get on the air. And, and we tried to get him on the air. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. He would hang up. And he, he wanted to make a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm really worried, Rome. Really worried. Well, yeah, well, you should be, dude. I was going to tell you that last week. And now you really should be. Four out of six, crying, complaining, whining about the ref show. Your problem is not with the refs. Not when you're losing four out of six. And not when your own guy lined up that far off sides. Like I said, he was damn near in the secondary. This was not a judgment call. And what happened to, hey, Rome, you're supposed to get the benefit of the doubt in that situation. Yet you, he would have, and you would have, if the refs could actually see the football. Who was it? That's how far off sides he was. Look at the oh other sign. Goodness. And the other wide out on the other side, and he's lined up perfectly. Yep. So I don't buy it. Let's see here at TN Godfather. Mahomes is the guy who gets caught speeding but blames the cop because he wasn't that much over the limit. Such a spoiled look for him. Hey, look, I'm not here to crucify Patrick Mahomes. I mean, all class. Always, 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 always. Except right there. That was one of the rare bad looks for Patrick Mahomes. And I think it's more about the ref show. Or it's more than just about the ref show, as I pointed out. They got a lot of bad things swirling around right now. They're not who they were. The offense is nowhere near what it's been. Yeah, I bet this guy's frustrated. He should be. At UCLA, Dodger Frank. Quote, Jim, I haven't seen or heard Kermit that upset since Miss Piggy cheated on him with Fozzie. Kermit the Frog here. Hey, Rome, have to give credit where it's due. That was a nice win for Jerry's Cowboys last night. Dak looks great. The defense is solid. For real. One note. I was getting tired of NBC going to the Cowboys owner's box celebrating every two minutes. T. Swift thinks that it was getting to be a bit much. Also, did Jarrah have his son, Steven, at like 11 years old? Dude almost looks older than Pops. Super weird. <laughs> Mike in Toronto. Well done. <laughs> and listen, we are giving credit where credit's due. Dallas is playing good ball. I, I just want to know who and what they beat last night. I'm not convinced of that. But that said, they did what they had to do. They beat them down and look good doing it. And Dak, Dak's never played better than he is right now. So I want to say, hell yes, they're legit. In fact, I can say it. They're legit. They're legit, but I'm going to stick to my point. I don't know exactly what they beat last night because Philadelphia is not nearly what Philadelphia was, and that's not one bad night. That's two horrible nights, and then a bunch of nights prior to that where they just did get it done. Mr. Rome, I don't know what blew me away more. The Coog Hunter stat line yesterday 
or the lobster enchiladas I had this weekend in Vegas at Javier's. Both unbelievable. Wore Fat Tuesdays. Fat. And wore Charles Barkley. Lyle in Pittsburgh. Got a boy, Lyle. I love it. I love it. I can get behind all that. Hey, by the way, Zach, he'll get his credit. I've got credit for that guy. Man, he let it rip. He played great yesterday. If you had said to me prior to that game that Zach Wilson would outplay C.J. Stroud and the Jets would beat the Texans down, I would have laughed in your face. But who's laughing now? Not me. J-E-T. Coog Hunter looked great. And there's reason for that, apparently. All right, so we are efforting and changing a few things as we go. All good, though. 1-800-636-8686. Hey, Lions fan. Another example of not just one bad day. All right? It's been building up to this. Not one bad day, but your worst day, and it had been building up to this. They're not who we thought they were. Man, how do you come out that lame? How do you come out with that little energy? How do you come out and get slapped by Chicago? And Lions fan is not taking it well either. I jumped on the ecstasy. Lions fan, at least the active vocal minority on the X, wanted to fire everybody. The coach, the quarterback, everybody. A few weeks ago we were talking about them having a number one seed maybe. NFL is whack, yo. Week to week, you never know anymore what's going to happen. All right, so we'll take a short time out. Antoine Bethay is not coming up next segment. He may be moving to another part or not. So that means this much I do know. The next segment is open. Give me a call. 1-800-636-8686. One thing that probably will not move, the big head, 1040. Keith Law, 11 o'clock. I've got more thoughts on the NFL and on Shohei's deal. All of that still ahead? But here is a sports update for you. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, telephone call is coming up momentarily. Quick reminder, though, it's Monday, so that makes it an ATP day. Ask the Pros brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What you need to do is go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Ask me something. Listen later on. I might answer your question. And in the meantime, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, I encourage you to call, and you are. I like it. Let's go to the phones. Open phones right now. We go to Wichita. Kurt in Wichita. Kurt, what's going on? Hey, what's happening, Rome? Uh, first time, long time. Thanks for the vine. Listen, we got to get off Kermit and Andy. Very emotional loss right there. Props to the Bills. They're always tough to beat. But listen, you stick a stick a microphone in the guy's face, eventually he's going to crack when what's going on is going on. His wide receiver's letting him down all year. So, hey, get off of him. We're going to be just fine in the long run. 
uh, it'll just make him mad, and he'll come back with 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 more. So, all you guys out there cracking on on Patrick, get off the boy. I'm out. Here's the thing, Kurt. Appreciate you. He obviously he's like long time first time. That obviously was enough to get him to call. Listen, <laughs> like the rest of the world, I love Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Mahomes is one of the best guys ever. Mahomes is one of the best leaders ever. Mahomes is one of the best teammates ever. I love the guy. But nobody is above reproach. That was a bad look. A bad look, a bad act, and the optics were wrong. And yeah, I agree with you. You just said what I said earlier in the take. Point being, it's more than just the ref show. The dude finally snapped. It's got to be incredibly frustrating to have the offense where it is right now or where it's not. To have the wide receivers that he has right now or doesn't. Guys that cannot hold on to the ball. And more importantly, guys that cannot line up on sides properly. Tony, did you see him high-stepping into the end zone? My dude must have been like, man, I am a freaking hero. I am a hero. How y'all like me now? Hey, Giants, how you like me now? Hey, all of New York, how you like me now? How does the world like me now? Man, my man for one second must have been living his best life ever. And then realizes, oh, bleep, they're calling it back. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, they're calling it back because of me? Because I lined up offsides? Can you imagine the whirlwind that must have been those 30 seconds for that guy? Listen, this whole thing about get off Patrick, get off Patrick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I've ever criticized the guy in my life. And why would I? He's not above reproach, all right? The refs did not cost you that game, KC. And believe me, I've had my fair share of things to say about the ref show. I hate it as much as the rest of you. But that's not what this is. That's a wide receiver lined up in the neutral zone and halfway to the secondary. You can't not call that. So to answer your question, how do you call that? My response is, you can't not call that. It was that obvious. And even more importantly, that preventable. Just another example of the wide receiver core for KC just completely melting down. Now believe me, I'm not here to hate on Kermit. I'm not even saying you give up faith in him. I'm just saying, here's what I'm saying. In years past, after Chiefs games, we've talked about the Chiefs. We have not talked about the refs. This is beneath them, begging for calls, pleading for calls, blaming the refs, snapping. You know, one thing for him to just go crazy on the field. I'd never seen that before. But by the time he got to the podium, he had that cooling off period. And it changed nothing. He wanted to make damn sure everybody knew how they had been wronged. Even though he admitted that it was the right call. For him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And I I saw the picture, and I mean, he probably is, I mean, barely off, barely off sides, but for him to to take the game into his hands. Barely off sides. That doesn't affect the play at all. Whoa. It's like, in effect, you know what he's saying? You just wrecked one of the all time moments in the NFL. That's on you, refs. How do you not look the other way? Why, dude? Why would they look the other way? Because you're a Hall of Famer? 
because you're the defending Super Bowl champs, because there's a different set of rules for you guys than there is everybody else. It was that egregious. It was that blatant. If it was closer, they would have looked the other way. They couldn't look the other way because it was that obvious. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, Pat. That Patrick, they would have shown that play at Kelsey's Hall of Fame induction. His whole point about, man, I just hope everybody remembers how incredible that play was. They were, they won't. They will or they won't, but I know this, Patrick. They might remember it, but it will never count. So it takes away from not only this game and this season, but from a legendary career that Travis has had. Oh, dude, come on with that. Come on with that. Dude, I love you, but come on with that. He just said that takes away from a legendary career that Travis Kelsey is having. If it does. legendary career that Travis has had. uh, I don't think it does. But if it does, it's not the ref's fault. It's Kadarius' fault. Run that lecture over to your teammate. Let him know. Yo, KT, my man, you just cost Travis Kelsey one of the most legendary moments of his ionic career. My man, you know you did that, right? It's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play. Wow. Bad day. Bad day. Even Patrick can have a bad day. But that's a bad look. It's a bad look. It is, Chiefs fan. And I love the guy. You certainly can't come in here and say, hey, Rome, get off that guy. You're always on that guy. No, I'm not. Never once even until then. And again, you got big problems. You've lost four of your last six. You're not what you were. And blaming it on the refs is a big waste of time. The refs are not your problem. You've got lots of problems. They're not it. I'm not saying they're not a problem. I'm saying... They're not the reason you've lost four of six. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Youngstown. Tom, great to have you. Tom, how are you? Well, me, how's it going, buddy? Great, dude. How about you? It's pretty good, although I'm a Chiefs fan since the Buck Buchanan, Curly Culp, uh, Willie Lanier days. And let me just tell you this. Forget that call. When you're, I played in the high-level sports on the Hall of Fame of my high school and college. This is what happens when it starts to get away from you. You start blaming everything else. But the biggest point in that play was Tony was loafing, pissed off he didn't get the ball. That's the only reason he was even standing there. So they should address that and not the refs. My man. All right, so that's the Chiefs fan saying it's not the refs. It's Tony. And not only did he line up offsides, Tom is saying the reason he was offsides is because he was loafing and pissed that he did not get the ball. Maybe. I would suggest to you the reason he lined up the way he did is because he is who he is. And he's not paying attention. It's so inexcusable. Are you kidding me? Get to the line of scrimmage, locate the line of scrimmage, locate the football, get behind the line of scrimmage, and don't end up with the linebackers. And then this is not a problem. 
course Mahomes is beside himself. He just pulled off a miraculous play to rip victory again. A game they had to have. Except that frustration is misdirected. The refs are not the ones who lined up in the neutral, beyond the neutral zone, in the secondary. Dude, dude was practically in the end zone. He practically lined up under the goalposts. So stop, Chiefs fan. My man was like in the end zone getting ready to knock down a Hail Mary. That's how far offsides he was. He was in the parking lot practically. My man was on the jet already. My man was at home. My man was at home in his kitchen having dinner when the ball was snapped. And you're going to tell me that that's on the refs. Come on now. 1-800-636-8686. We are banging telephone calls. Feels good, actually. Let's go to Chicago. Cody in Chicago. Hey, Cody, how are you? How's it going, Jimmy? Good. Uh, Speaking from experience because I, I'm a Bears fan. I know what pain and agony on quarterbacks' faces look like. I think I think Mahomes is too good, uh, too mature to confront somebody and tell the real issue. The real issue is Matt Nagy. He gets too cute. His stupid junior varsity play calling. If you look at last year, they, they had the red zone uh, efficiency was way up. Now it's like bottom half. And I think Patrick Mahomes is just fed up, but he doesn't know how to say it. So I think he's just more than what it actually is. Cody, let me jump in. Yes and no. Yes, I agree with you. Patrick is fed up. He snapped. But no. Cody, are you still complaining about Matt Nagy? Dude, he let that go. That's beer. That's Bears beef. All right. And by the way, that's ship sailed so long ago it either went to the bottom of the ocean caught fire or whatever but it's gone it's gone stay tuned open phones to start hour two as well